0: America trapped behind enemy lines.
1: Day
2: number sixty five.
0: 65. Right, hour two Sean Hannity show eight hundred nine four one. Sean, or number you want to be a part of the program. Sixty five days. Americans abandoned behind enemy Taliban lines. And uh, we're getting close to 50 days. Joe Biden doesn't say a word about it. Uh, Christopher Steele, I remember the, the dirty Russian disinformation dossier. It's been debunked. It's been debunked by the source, supposedly, that Steele had. And even, according to some reports, even Steele himself, uh, with the FBI. None of this has been proven. Uh, magically, if you remember, there's an article. Oh, Christopher Steele deleted his, quote, emails, blah, blah, communications of some some sort. Uh, how convenient right out of Hillary Clinton's playbook. Anyway, in spite of all of that, it does a fluffball interview with George Stephanopoulos on ABC saying he doesn't believe the FBI finding that Michael Cohn never went to Prague. Well, Michael Cohn produced his passport and there was never a Prague stamp in his passport. It just so happens because at the time I had spoken with Michael Cohn, I know exactly where Michael Cohn was. He was with his son who was being scouted by a Major League Baseball team. It just happens to be the exact time supposedly he was there. I just happen to know that one fact. I've stated it before. Then he says, I'm not prepared to accept, not every, I am prepared to accept that not everything in the dossier is true except Cohn not going to Prague. And says the P tape probably exists, but it, you know, has it needed to be released, which is just a lie in and of itself, too, because there's been no evidence of anything or that Trump was even there for crying out loud. But he gets to spew these lies even further on ABC. Listen.
2: One big claim in the dossier, the FBI, according to the inspector general's report, and while it reinforces it, is not true, is the claim that Michael Cohen had a meeting with Russians in Prague. Do you accept that finding that it didn't happen? No, I don't. Michael Cohen has completely turned on Donald Trump. He's accused him of all kinds of things. He's gone to jail. It defies logic that if he did this, he wouldn't say so now.
1: I don't agree with that. It's very self-incriminating to a very great degree.
2: Since he's gone to prison, since he's turned on President Trump, he's told every single story. Why wouldn't he admit to this?
1: Because I think it's so incriminating and demeaning and the other reason is he might be scared of the
2: consequence do you think it hurts your credibility at all that you won't accept the findings of the fbi in this particular case
1: i'm prepared to accept that not everything in the dossier is 100 accurate i have yet to be convinced that that is one of them so you stand by the dossier i stand by the work we
2: did the sources that we had and the professionalism which we applied to it. Bearing in mind that this was raw intelligence. Raw intelligence in the sense that what we what we sent over was,
3: was the initial findings. Raw intelligence is just that. It's like throwing
4: a lot of stuff against the wall.
0: All the talk about this alleged tape, I bet you've heard about
2: it. Virtually no evidence came forward in public to corroborate it. It would be quite the tape if it became public. But it's now five years later and we haven't seen a trace of it and today do you still believe that that tape exists i think it probably does but i wouldn't put 100 percent certainty on it so how do you explain if that tape does indeed exist it hasn't been released
1: well it hasn't needed to be released why not because i think the russians felt they would got pretty good value
0: out of donald trump when he was president uh which is just the opposite of of what he said anyway here to react respond to all of this and remember we went through through three years of this you got Hillary Clinton. We now know, and we'll find out more with the Durham report, but we now know that this has been debunked. There's no evidence. There's no facts. Nothing. I mean, remember, the FISA warrants were all based on on this dirty dossier. And yet there's been none of this dirty dossier that has been proven to be true at all. None of it. As a matter of fact, the vast majority of it debunked. David Shone, civil liberties attorney, former board member, Alabama Civil Liberties Union, Jordan Seculo is the executive director of the American Center for Law and Justice. He co-hosts with his dad, Jay Seculo Live, wrote the book The Next uh, Red Wave. Um, Jay, uh, I'm sorry, Jordan, has there ever been a single instance in which any part of this dirty Russian misinformation dossier has been proven true?
1: Absolutely not, Sean. You know, we live this. We all live this in different ways. Uh, David lived it in, in his way. You know, we went through, we were President Trump's attorney's. During the Mueller investigation, which was based a lot of this on this dossier, the start of Crossfire Hurricane, uh, based off this dossier, you had the salacious stuff like the tape. Does that tape exist? But you also have the bigger claim that uh, Donald Trump was a Russian agent running for president, and then when he won, he was going to be a Russian agent. That was the big claim. That was not just debunked by Trump supporters. That was debunked by the Mueller team. The Mueller team who was out to get Trump for anything possible had to de- w- w- is the team that debunked the entire Steele dossier, which puts into question the entire all the FISA warrants and the repeated uh, renewals of those FISA warrants, which allowed the uh, Obama uh, Department of Justice and FBI to spy on the Trump campaign. And yet Christopher Steele is net right now being resurrected by the mainstream media. So I think we all need to pay attention to that. What, what purpose would there be? And I think we could all start figuring it out very quickly to resurrect someone like Christopher Steele and try to breathe, breathe new life. Into his RDP so what?
0: What Biden. is your hypothesis? What would be the reason?
1: I think the reason is that they're still scared to death of Donald Trump. They know that Donald Trump is the major force in Republican politics, and every single poll doesn't matter if he runs again. He is he would be the nominee, so they, they'd have to face that movement again uh, and the midterm elections. This idea of any way to distract the country from the problems of the Biden administration. So instead of talking about China, or instead of talking about supply chain, Sean or ports. We're talking about uh, Christopher Steele again, and they're putting out a whole documentary about him. And uh, while we haven't yet seen the full documentary, and I'm glad there's some people questioning him in it, uh, I, I don't trust George as a Clinton ally, uh, with uh, with really shedding true light on who this guy is.
0: My belief is that this was all designed to distract from Hillary Clinton's legal problems yep. involving, you know, all of the emails, the email server scandal that she was involved in. And then, of course, you know, you just you break, you smash uh, phones and and other items. Uh, You know, she's never been held accountable. What's your take on a David Schoen?
2: That's a big mistake. If that's the case, then they're really making a big mistake even mentioning Steele again, because remember how he was funded. And that's going to come back to the whole team. You know, it was funded through
0: Hillary Clinton. Right. And she funneled the money through a law firm, Perkins Coie, which hired an, an op research firm, which hired Christopher Steele.
2: Which has a, a, a member of the firm under indictment now and which has many other several other former members of the firm who have now left Perkins Coie um, under investigation or at least mentioned in the report. Let me say this a couple things real quickly. Um, Stephanopoulos misses the point, And this is where you know, Jordan said also it, it's a softball interview. You said that earlier. Um, he, he, he said he let Steele get away with saying Michael Cohen uh, probably didn't admit to going to Prague because it's self-incriminating. Michael Cohen cut a deal with the government. Everything he told them was self-incriminating. When a person makes that kind of deal, you want to disclose everything bad you've ever done so that you have coverage from it and can't ever be charged with it. People admit to murders that weren't even known about them before. Those are certainly self-incriminating. So he's missing the point there. But later in the interview, Yes, asked Steele, your sources basically have even dropped the story. They say it's not true. He says, well, sources panic at times. That's the opposite of what happens. The source would want to prove the credibility of its source. Steele comes off as a complete amateur. But one of the overriding things that's such a disgrace here is there's zero accountability from the media. You have been saying since day one, Steele had no credibility. There's no basis for this dossier. They all, for years rammed it down everyone's throat that this is the basis, proper basis for FISA warrants and for going after Donald Trump. It paralyzed the country for years, and now they're starting to ask questions and have to acknowledge because the IG, the FBI, Mueller, all who had great incentive to show that uh, the Steele dossier was true, have all rejected it categorically. So where's the accountability for the media and the harm that they did to the country?
0: Well, I think there's no accountability. And, you know, as we can see, for example, what happened... With Andrew McCabe last last Friday, I mean, yeah. you know, there were actual referrals for the very crimes that people like Roger Stone were accused of, Jordan. Uh, yeah. But there wasn't a pre-dawn raid with you know thirty guys in tactical gear and frogmen and CNN fake news cameras filming the whole thing over a process crime of lying to Congress. Uh, that there were those very same referrals for top echelon within the FBI. Nothing happened. Why?
1: No, and, and I think and David pointed out something important, too, which is the people who are getting involved now with with the Durham report. I mean, there's also a report out now about Jake Sullivan. So I think that, that Dave was right. Bringing this back up could be very dangerous for them because it brings back up the Hillary Clinton issue, puts Durham back in the spotlight, what he's been doing, and not just Sussman, uh, over, who was the Clinton campaign attorney who was also at Perkins Coie but all but you've also got Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor, he testified twice to Congress that he didn't even know this opposition research was being done. So not even he wasn't saying he didn't know details or but he actually flat out denied to Congress once behind doors once publicly uh, in these last 5 years. And so the question now is well if the campaign's lawyer who was taking time from the firm to be that in that position and the top foreign policy guy? How is that possible? So there's there's a lot of potential here uh, uh, for wrongdoing, not for the people that the mainstream media would like to get, but for the people uh, on the left. Now, I will say this: Christopher Steele makes in this, and because I, I, anybody that watched this, I want to make sure they they understand this is just such a false line of reasoning. He says, "Well, I, I will I will not believe that my research is wrong until you prove it to me." Well, when you have Mueller. Okay, you have the FBI. You have the In- Inspector General Horowitz. All say they found nothing. That's how you prove it. That is well, how you. you prove but it. Now, Adam Schiff
0: no answers now, There's the congenital no liar. You know, corrupt as he is, says, well. Uh, I think that um, uh, Robert Mueller was struggling cognitively. Uh, okay, oh why? Because he didn't come up with the conclusion you wanted.
1: Andrew Weissman wasn't. I'll be. I can be. I can be clear with that. You know. So the guys who are running the show. He might have been a bit of a figurehead to some extent. His top guys were the guys bringing down Enron. These were tough prosecutors. If they could have found this about Donald Trump, let me tell you, Sean, they they would. This was their goal. This was like this would have been their their life's work to find this about Donald Trump. If there was Anything a tape, the
0: report. tape would have been released. There is no tape, and it's odd how I I happen to know, uh, uh that you know, if Michael Cohen had been to Prague. Wouldn't his passport have been stamped? You just don't get to walk into a country and not have your passport stamped, do you? <laughs>
1: Absolutely not. And to try and hide that, Sean, I mean the the amount the amount of steps it would take so for someone who's cooperated with the government and has, you know, cut their deals and gone to prison, the amount that he'd have, of work he'd have to do to cover up a foreign trip with foreign nationals and to a point where our government and all of our intelligence could never figure that out, give me a break. Christopher Steele's a liar but I I, I, didn't, I I do get concerned when they bring him back up. I hope it, uh, that Dave is right that this turns on them because it brings back up Hillary and and the emails. And
0: the well, I just basically, the for the most part, unfortunately, Jordan, given up hope. I mean, Durham should have had his report out, you know, two years ago, a I year know. and a half ago. I uh, there agree. Was a, I the low-hanging fruit that existed in Michael Horowitz's Inspector General report was, was you know, information aplenty to indict people. David.
2: Oh, you're right. But listen, the bigger picture here even is FISA system is broken. We've, Christopher Steele proves it beyond any question of a doubt. But what's going to be done about it? You know, look at what they did to the country for those years. Look how many millions of dollars, how much time was wasted. And still, the administration got so much done on their agenda. Imagine if it hadn't been this hoax going on for these years and stuff. Christopher Steele is the epitome of what went wrong for all of those years. There has to be a fix for the system.
0: Okay, what's the fix? There's no stopping them. Nobody's been held accountable. If anything, everybody involved, David, is more emboldened than ever.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, we had hoped, you know, that Mr. Durham uh, would have done more and maybe he will. Who knows? Um, But, you know, it's very difficult when the mainstream media takes a position. What's going to have to happen is you're going to have to keep putting out your message to the millions and millions of listeners who grow every day. I hope who follow your show and listen to what you say because you have been right and you've been proven right.
0: Proven right again and again. Jordan, you know, last word, the 30 seconds. People
1: like Trump, who whether it's Trump or not, people who are willing to take on that Washington, D.C. system, because like you said, the the, the the swamp has not yet been fully drained. He started it. President Trump started it. His team did. They, they paid the consequences for doing that. So we've got to either him or someone like him can continue that work and finish the job.
0: Yeah, agreed. All right, Jordan Seculo, David Schoen, good to have you both back.
6: That we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do is that is that my baggage? It look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's
2: unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: All right, twenty five till to the top of the hour. 941 mm-hmm. Sean. You want to be a part of the program? We'll take your calls this half hour. Uh, we were speaking towards the end of the last half hour with Hope in Ohio. Uh, Hope is a college student and she's dealing with, uh, well, indoctrination in college and professors that are trying to take a basically you have a captive audience. You got students. They have to be there. They have to take these classes if they want to get their degree. OK, then they force their political opinions upon them. Uh, so I have a couple of questions. What, what are you studying in? what, if you want to tell what school you go to, you can. You don't have to. Uh, what, are, what are you studying? And if you want to tell what school you go to, tell us.
4: Uh, I'm a communication studies major with minors in public relations and educational studies. And this was a PR class. So. Um, I'm not going to say specifically what school I go to because
0: there are yeah, I don't blame not All many right. people
4: with my name. So. so
0: here's here's the question I have, Hope. Um, mm-hmm. what, what what do you do you know at this point? I don't know what grade you're in. What, what year are you in?
4: I'm a junior.
0: Okay, so you're going to graduate at the end of next year. Do you have a, a strong feeling for what your calling in life is, what you want to do with the rest of your life?
4: I've been starting to lean towards wanting to possibly do something either like in politics or fashion, like along the PR aspect.
0: Is there anything that would require a more advanced degree that you're thinking about now?
4: Most likely not.
0: You see, this is where if you made the decision, for example, I'll talk to some students. They want to go to medical school or they want to go to law school or they, they want to get into business school or a master's program or whatever it happens to be. And uh, one bad grade can literally tilt the balance in, in a very competitive marketplace, especially for good schools. Right. Um, right. It, so I would say to them, just play the game. Just know that they're they're full of crap. They've got an agenda. It's a class that's required. You know, re- just regurgitate mm-hmm. back like a good little Marxist, whatever it is they're, they're putting in your head, but just know that it's all BS and they've got an agenda and you just need to get your grade and move on with your life, right? There's no shame in that to me. The second right, thing another- is,
3: mm-hmm.
0: it, or you can fight them, but let me warn you, and I have speak from experience, is that if you battle them and you, and you confront them, then the odds are probably pretty high that they'll penalize your grade.
4: Correct. Yeah. He actually went around to our class today and started asking each one individually, like our opinions. And I told him he started going on about vaccines and how he couldn't understand why people wouldn't do it. Started guilt tripping us with a story about how he had a student who got COVID, gave it to her grandma, then her grandma died. So I said to him, I believe it's between someone and their doctor, their own personal choice. There's no one size fits all medicine and not even Biden and Harris. When the vaccine first came out under Trump, they were very adamant about like, don't trust it, don't trust it. And he straight up told me I was wrong. So.
0: Uh, yeah, the ship is now sailed. He's identified you as somebody that doesn't is not easily indoctrinated. Look, it doesn't really If you, if you want to go into fashion or any of the things that you're mentioning, None of this probably in the end is going to matter. I'm assuming you're probably a good student. You probably have a good GPA. Maybe you can even still take the class pass fail. I don't know. I will say this. You know, my son's out of school. He played the game. My daughter is in school. She tells me these stories. I just crack up laughing. And I don't let my kids use my last name because it doesn't help them in life. Um, (laughs) but But the reality is... As long as don't ever change this part of you that that you're describing to us. And that is that you're willing to think for yourself, make your own decisions and fearlessly stand by your beliefs and not live your life, you know, as, as a cookie cutter, you know, socially pressured, um, need to be accepted, never rock the boat type of person. Because you want to be who you are. You want to be the more you can be an individual in life, the happier you're going to be, the more self-actualized you're going to be. And you're going to find that you draw to you people that think like you, and you're going to find a better quality of, of friends in 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 the course of all of this. And it's going to work out in ways you never dreamed of, because there are also going to be people that you meet that like your views, like your individuality. Mm-hmm. Admire your courage, and will want to be in business with you because of it. So it works both ways, right? All right, so hang in there. Don't let not your heart be troubled. College, frankly, to me, is mostly a waste of time, I, I, unless you're studying sciences or something very, very specific. A lot of these are gr- degrees, and I don't, I don't want to burst people's bubbles here. You know, you think, oh, I've got my my degree in communications. All right, well, go get a job in communications and come back and tell me how it works out. So there, but, you know, if you really have a specific educational goal to be a teacher, uh, to be a lawyer, to be a doctor, you know, something that goes deep into the economy or finance or something like that, um, I, I just don't think it has the value that most people put on it. Uh, hope, God bless you. Keep us in the loop, Okay. Okay, uh, thank you so much. <laughs> a- Angie is in Kansas City. Angie, how are you? Glad you called. I'm great.
3: Thanks for taking the time to take my call, Sean. Well, thank you. So, the reason I'm calling is I was listening to T Bone when you were talking to him on Friday, and it reminded me of something that has been weighing on our family. I have a bonus daughter who is 26, my stepdaughter, and she has one child and has been on the fence about getting the vaccine because she's 26 and wants to have a second child, or potentially have a second child. We're all rooting for one, obviously, extra grandbaby. But there has not been studies on the reproduction and the effect that the vaccine can have on reproduction.
0: Correct. Correct. I'll tell you the one thing that I can say is, because I can't play doctor, I just don't know enough. It's and but,
3: that's, but that's our our issue. I'm the
0: vaccinated. One, the one thing I can say that gives me the most hope, separate and apart from this whole question of vax or not vax, mm-hmm. is that I'm very hopeful. And the reason that I keep talking about monoclonal antibodies is I want everybody in this audience to be very aware of it. With breakout cases and with people that are not vaccinated still getting positive. COVID results. We have more people die in 2021 than 2020. Uh-huh. I want this audience to be able to ask your doctors individually intelligent questions. So if you get a, a breakthrough case or you're not vaccinated, get COVID. I want you to immediately contact your doctor. And when you ask, what are your thoughts on monoclonal antibodies? How do you feel about Regeneron? Would I qualify for that? Do you believe that as a therapeutic would be extremely helpful to me? I want this audience to be aware that is like the undis- it's the most underreported part of of this this entire pandemic. In my mind, Um I had somebody that I know late last week with cancer that in the middle of chemotherapy, the contracted covid and got the Regeneron infusion and on Sunday was walking in some breast care fundraising event or running in some breast care fundraising event so i've only seen nothing especially taken early but success anecdotally and you ask your doctor so talk to you you know have her ask her doctor i'm 26 i'm healthy how do you see any any anecdotal evidence about risk for on fertility issues and if i did get it how do you feel about monoclonal antibodies? OK, if I did get the vaccine, what do you think of the MRNA, Pfizer, Moderna versus the Johnson and Johnson shot? These are all mm-hmm. smart questions that everybody needs to be asking their doctors. And then ultimately, you're going to have to make the decision yourself. But I understand it's a dilemma. You know, I, they I think can't that rush time,
3: no matter what they say, they cannot rush that time factor. And that's the part I think that's irritating me is you've got these nurses Supposed nurses are probably actors saying that they're 100 percent safe and everything else. And it's just you can't say that. It's not true. Nobody knows that.
0: Listen, I I mean, when we we were told when when they were pushing this vaccine on everybody, everybody uh was told if you get the vaccine, you're protecting yourself and your family and your loved ones. Uh And then it turns out, no, you're not. Apparently now there are breakthrough cases. And Uh while initially it shows that hospitalizations are much lower the death rate is much lower um what about the next variant what about the variant after that variant you know we keep yeah. hearing about the lambda variant the mu variant we haven't heard much about that lately the the r.1 variant you know all these variants are out there and there are even doctors suggesting that heavy vaccination results in more variants i'm just not a scientist no. so i don't know
3: and then so, you're supposed to mix mix and match the boosters. Now you're not even supposed to mix and match shampoo and
0: conditioner. I mean, come on.
3: Something <laughs> it's is actually just a not funny line.
0: Well, um, just, <laughs> just listen. Makes sense. I I really really sympathize. Everyone's going to have to make their own decision on this. I'm just yes. what I am trying to do is number one. I've seen the worst of it. Take it seriously. Also, yes, research agreed. when you do research. And these idiots in the media think I'm talking about putting on a white lab coat and trying to break down the sequence and genomes of the coronavirus. They're so stupid. Research. What is an MRNA virus? What is mo- what are monoclonal antibodies? What are the other therapeutic uh, protocols of, of some very smart doctors, even if you disagree? And then you could talk to your doctor based on your un- unique medical history and current condition and say, well, what do you think about me? And if I right. did, didn't did get vaccinated and I got COVID, okay, how do you feel about Regeneron, monoclonal antibodies? You know, you're you're now asking more sophisticated and smarter questions, right? And that's yep. what I'm trying to urge people to do. These people playing doctor on radio, TV, and in Washington scare the hell out of me. Because that's right. They only believe in one size fits all medicine. I don't believe in that. All right, back to our busy phones. 14, Tim in Utah. Tim, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. Hello, Sean. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you, sir? Very good.
1: Congratulations on 25 years, brother. You've done a great job, and we appreciate you.
0: Well, I appreciate your support and being here every day. I can't do it without you, my friend.
1: Well, I just wanted to make a quick comment. We've, uh, of course, nobody likes the mandates or anything, but yet here in uh, Salt Lake City area, uh, there's been two churches that have come out and said that uh, they're for the, the, the vaccine and that they will not uh even give you the religious waivers for exemption uh the mormon church or lds church as well as the catholic diocese has come out and said that they would not so it's like it's taking it one step further with uh the demands of what the government wants and i just want to kind of get your take on that
0: well i guess that's up to the church and it's up to people if they want to accept i didn't know that religious leaders had such great insight into science that they feel qualified to make a broad sweeping generalization like that. Um, I personally do believe in something called the first amendment. That's freedom of religion. I I think the New York court got it right on religious exemptions. And if people especially are willing to get tested to protect other people every day and companies are willing to give them the test every day, that at least seems like an option that should be given to people that for whatever reason, you know, we've, we've done this with conscientious objectors not wanting to go to war, etc. It makes sense to me, right? And it's been deemed legal in the past.
1: Absolutely. I just think it's ironic that one group says that, you know, uh, having a cup of coffee is bad for you, but taking the jab is okay. It just doesn't make sense.
0: It, well, you know, I, I I don't really know if I want to go to a church one day and get a lecture from a pastor that knows nothing about science on I it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, the, the reality is it, it's not even a question anymore of having this debate about getting the vaccine, not getting a vaccine. Everyone's kind of made up their mind. I'm not convincing anybody and and I'm not even taking a position. I'm just telling people to be smart and talk to their own doctors and do their own research and be smart about it. And I, I think now it's just it's now gone in a, an entirely different direction that people have decided they're not doing it. And unless you just pin them down or you have government bureaucrats pinning them down, they, they've made their decision right or wrong. And I don't think anything anybody else at this point that this is going to say is going to convince them. They've heard from everybody and they've made up their minds. Most people that I have talked to that decide not to get vaccinated, they can give you chapter and verse on why they made their decision. It's pretty interesting, actually. All right, appreciate it. 800 941 Sean is our number. You want to be a part of the program.